Hey yo, it's a talk show host, Kana Lassiter. Join me for an episode of Relations, the most lit lit hour of adult conversation. Hold up, hold up. You know you can't forget about me. It's 51 Spade, Alpha Male G O D, one half of Relations. You wanna hear the truth? Can, can, can you can you can you handle the truth? It's where it's at, baby. It's where it's at, baby. What's good? Welcome to an all-new episode of Relations. My name is Kana Lassiter. It's your boy, 51 Spade, Alpha Male, G-O-D, a.k.a. The Ninja You Love to Hate. We have two exciting topics, as always. The first one is handling attraction from other people while you're in a relationship. And the second one is how men use money and how women use coochie. Let's get into it. Let's. Why don't you just say sex? Women use, I mean, I guess I could have said how women use sex, but I mean, the way the topic came to us was a lot more graphic. I changed the word pussy to coochie and I could have gone from coochie to sex, but whatever, you get it. Um, And we all know that this show is rated R, not PG-13. So we're going to tackle how men use money as power and how women use sex as power. We'll dive into that one first. Um... It's a fact. I think that a lot of the roles have changed. I guess we'll that'll take this debate to a different place because I think women use money too. But anyway, most men use money and most women use sex. How do you feel about that? Use as far as what? To get what they want, to fuel an attraction, to... Um, to just make themselves look viable, to make themselves look valuable. That is the one thing that I think attracts women to men and what attracts a man to a woman. I think it's probably one of the the essential. If there's a list of five essentials for a, a man mm-hmm. wanting something from a woman, it's going to be sex appeal. And from a woman to a man, it's going to be, does he have his shit together? So anytime you see a man with money, you find him attractive? Um, I can't say it's instant. I can say over time, the power that his money allots him is very, very attractive. Absolutely. Very attractive, very alluring. Whether it goes sexual or not is another question, but to look up to. So your definition of, of attraction is what? My definition of attraction would be someone who has piqued my interest, who makes me intrigued. That's why I said whether it's sexual or not. Because if I'm now asking, if I just met you and all I have is first level questions, and then I hang around and I'm intrigued, now I have second level questions and I'm more even now more intrigued. Now I got third level questions. So this is someone who I'm intrigued with, maybe not sexually attracted to, but definitely intrigued enough to find out more about this person which turns into sexual attraction eventually if you're that intrigued where else are you going to go with it you know what i'm saying there's got to be some ultimate goal if you're that intrigued with a person you don't want to just leave them alone so you want them to be a part of your life in some way so for some people maybe it's going into a business situation for some people it's going to go sexual but yes the attraction is going to be somewhat there based on the fact that all of his T's are crossed and all of his I's are dotted. And let me make this point before you make yours. I said it last show, there's a shortage of men. 
a shortage. So the fact that someone approaches you that's not gay and has his shit together, oh yeah, he goes to the top of the list. He's he's at the front of the bus. A lot of gay people approach you, I see. Because every time you turn around, you're saying the hanging is a shortage of men and someone who approached you is gay. But uh, no one has ever, the funny thing is I've never actually been faced with that and I don't even have a problem with it. I'm just saying that you can't assume every man on the planet is heterosexual. So now when you say, well, I wouldn't date anybody that does drugs. Well, you know what? I wouldn't date anybody that likes men sometimes. So I'm not focusing on that. I'm just <clears> saying <throat> that's those are a part of my standards and I know that realistically in this world, I can't count every guy as available or every guy wants a woman. So he that it, gay or bisexual is a part of the climate we're in now. So you can't just ignore that the 10 guys that you like or the 10 guys you're attracted to are attracted to you. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna do this for show purposes. Mm. For show purposes and topic purposes, I will, I will agree with you as far as money. Men are using money to inquire their needs and women use sex to inquire their needs. It's just show topic type shit. But I'ma say the feeling is not the same. And what I mean feeling is not the same is like how you just gave a description of how you view a man and you say, um, it's second and level and third questions, this is that there ain't no second and level third questions for no man. See that the bitch is attractive or the bitch ain't. So if she's selling sex appeal, she, I just want to fuck her. Like, I, I don't really give a fuck, like, what book she read, what TV shows she watch. Um, I don't need second and third level questions to know I want to put my dick in her mouth. Like, it's not the same uh, thing. And talk I'm talk about rated R. <clears throat> oh, you just said this is an X-rated show. So it ain't no reason for me to be you like on the on, on the outskirts. <laughs> but I'ma say when but then when you dealing with women, I think women sometime, not all. I'm, so I'm gonna give that that platform like you say like one through what you say, ten or twenty or yeah, something like that. Usually a good number to work with is ten. Or gold diggers. Um like when you when it when it boiled down to something like that, it's like I feel like the level of gold digging doesn't enter your mind because you thinking that because it's level second and level and third questions on what you have what you can get. Mm -hmm. Like the woman already knows sex is the object because they're selling sex. Right, right, right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But for a man, a lot of times I feel like <clears throat> this is with when men, especially men, do have money. There's, they they have a lot of they're holding a lot of power and then they know they power so that's where you you get the idea where women be like well you meet a man with money he's an asshole he's an asshole because you are not transparent on what it is that's why I said the gold digging part coming out because those second and third level questions is what the man is actually looking at mm -hmm. saying like bitch just say you want some money mm -hmm. like you don't have to go through this whole dance and razzle dazzle shit if you just want to be paid mm -hmm. and then women also don't want to be looked at as a whole anything so you don't want to be like or oh, write me a check for 250 grand right. or some shit like that like y'all maneuvering is a little bit different so i think that's why y'all get handled a lot different and then when the woman knows that the guy is out for sex you then looked at the guy you selling sex appeal and then you would just say to yourself i'll fuck him you know what i'm saying i'm i'm like this is 
this is what I got mm -hmm. and I'll fuck you and you know you make that but I think for men it's a lot different so when you saying like a man you use money I think it's because we've become accustomed to knowing that women you know women want money mm -hmm. they put price tags on <laughs> well there's a new way that women have communicated that it's about money. It's this thing that's been circulating on the internet, I don't know, a whole year and a half now about the $40 thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, um, so there's a, a meme out that, hey, all it takes is $40 cash app to get some coochie. Or the very new thing is, hey, can I come through? Oh, I'm not really sure. I could, but I'm going to pick up this extra shift because my rent due next week. So it's like, I want to fuck you, but my situation ain't A1. If you help me make my situation A1, cool. So that's the new way of communicating. And that's the way we could have actually posed the topic because in the current climate we have, that's the conversation. Women are like, well, shit, we can smash all day, but that don't get me paid. I can smash all day, but my light bills still do. So they put out the energy that, hey, I'm cool with smashing, but I can only smash if. And they're not even asking, uh, yo, can I get your number? My phone off. So they expect your next thing to be like, well, how much is your phone bill? If you want it bad enough, you want to talk to me bad enough, you need to pay my phone bill. I'll give you my number, but you only got 24 hours to talk to me because they're supposed to be cutting my shit off tomorrow. To me, I feel like if I said that to a guy, it would be a turnoff. That's why I said there's two sides of this. I like to go into a situation and in the situation remain stable. I'm not one of those ones that get in a situation. I got a great, nice house, and then six months later, I lose everything because to me... I'm going to panic if I'm going to lose everything because I feel like the guy's attracted to me because I have everything together. So to me, it looks like the opposite if I'm saying, yeah, I want to chill, but my light be my lights might get turned off. I feel like I'm pushing the guy away from saying that. But this is the way that women are really communicating about the issue of finances when they first meet a guy. This is the way they're communicating it. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Um when you're talking about climate and what you're actually in, I'ma just say that it's it's based upon like where you at and what kind of guys that you're dealing with. So I'ma say that those type of situations won't happen and when you're dealing with a guy with money. See a, a guy it a guy that's dealing with money does the saying just like how you say like it ain't tricking if you got it. Well, motherfuckers that got money don't, don't feel that, that don't don't feel that way. Right. So if he wants you to do something, those things that you talking about saying that he he debunks all that shit before it's over. Hey, we going to the week the weekend for anything. You don't need anything. I'm paying for everything. Like he debunks those type of theories mm -hmm. of what's actually going on. So when you talking about women like that, I'ma just say like But you going away, taking someone away and paying the expenses don't mean she gotta come home from vacation. And flip that switch for her lights to come on. I still think in that situation, she'll be ready to go. However, what happens when she get back and she come off that cruise ship where everything was paid for and ain't and the electric ain't on at home? Like I said, I think you're dealing with the bottom of the barrel type of men. Like men who really have money, they still debunk all those type of things. You know how many times where I've 
I've even seen women be like, once they go on those type of trips, this and that, it's like the guy already knows, like, you're not really paying for anything, this and that. So he's also not going to assume that you can pay for anything that for the time that you've been gone, that you can recover well from that. So that no, that typically come with a good weekend of him fucking and doing whatever he is he want to do. And then once you leave, he still gives her money off along with the trip. What you're talking about, that's like, that's like bottom feeding type shit where you're saying, well, $40 to take care of this and $40. It's the type of man. So that's not a man with money. That's just a man. That, that's just a woman that's saying, hey, I got my own shit, this and that. And if you want to fuck, it's this and that. But I think the approach is going to be a lot different when you're dealing with someone who got money. Because mm -hmm. someone who got money, they, they do extra shit that don't even require them to do extra shit because they that, got it yeah because they got it like you know like if if i if someone have a million dollars and they're out somewhere it's nothing for them to give somebody five hundred dollars you know what i'm saying a waitress five hundred dollars for a tip mm -hmm. or like shit that just is not common because mm -hmm. that is chunk change to them so they're just giving that so if, if he give you five grand or some shit like that like this comedian that i watch sometime Corey holcomb say you know what i'm saying my prize win is always a bitch from the hood because he can give her five grand and that's like a million dollars to her mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's what i'm talking about right there mm -hmm. so she's gonna do and jump and do any type of hurdles that need to be that need to be done mm -hmm. women on the other hand when it comes to when it comes to sex there's different levels of selling sex appeal. You know what I'm saying? You have the ones that's like you find attractive and then you have the ones that is sexy and they know it, everybody around them know it and they there's a price tag on them. It's like an invisible price tag. But you I know say the but but no. you know there's a price tag there. So she ain't fucking the forty dollar dude. She's not fucking that dude. She's she might not even be <laughs> fucking the dude that's taking her on the trip all expenses paid. Because Weaker she dudes. know you wanna <laughs> because she knows that sex appeal. She knows she's got it. She knows that you want it. And that's the type of chick that'll sit on the coochie no matter what type of money you spending. So I really don't feel like there is a man out there that I've met There's different. that is going to make me fuck on the first night. There's different guys. Fuck, how about you? There's different guys in power positions that that can make that happen. Mm. You have weaker guys that have money that a lot. Um, I was dealing with this chick one time and she said that she gave massages and she was like, I don't fuck these guys. I don't do any of these type of things she was like i just get in a sexy outfit i give a massage they give her like a thousand fifteen hundred and she's and she yes you are and um and she was like at the end of the night she ain't fucked them she ain't sucked their dick she ain't did anything they mm -hmm. give massages and that but she also said and i'm not saying this is the case for everything but she also said her clientele is white clientele mm -hmm. which means that she's with white men mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying a black man isn't going up on ass his 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 cash for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't give a fuck like what's going down. Like he might do like certain gestures for this, but his end goal is that and he's uh, and he's constantly going to be putting you in scenarios where it's like you like hey I can help. I got it. I got it to do it. But and all you need to do 
is this little bit of gesture, yeah, this little this little bit of thank you. And that's how you have like certain women that's like you that's saying no, that won't last or be around long. You know what I'm saying? You you might get to dinner, I, I, you might not. And then you have some that take them away from the whole weekend and they in Tahiti and on the beach and this and that. But after that whole thing go down, it's result time. You know, yeah, nothing, you have nothing, to show and prove. nothing is nothing. But is I for think free. we've actually talked about this before. I think on another show mm-hmm. where we had someone that got flown out. Yeah, but that wasn't the same thing. It, it wasn't, wasn't about that. It wasn't about him having having money though. I'm I'm just making a statement that even though the woman has this invisible tag on it, she's selling that tag. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like she absolutely. like like she she necessarily knows. But I'm not saying that every guy she can pull that on. Like there are certain more powerful guys that they don't really beat around no bush. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like once they encounter that guy, that's not a scenario of he can do it. He says he can do it, but he also tells them, "Well, in order for me to do this, I'm trying to figure out what the attraction is." Though I mean, I get it. Women use sex, men use money, but I'm trying to figure out what the attraction is to a woman. That has an invisible price tag on her ass. I mean, I get it if you say, oh, it's a for smash a and pass. Yeah, for a guy, I'm trying to, because like I said, I thought the opposite. <clears throat> and I've been thinking like that since probably my first college boyfriend. Like somebody I thought I was in a relationship with. He was, I won't say wealthy, but he owned three or four luxury cars. He traveled the world. He had lots of jewelry. So... Just me, my first time meeting this person is like, well, me being in college and not having any money isn't attractive. So let's not talk about me being in school and me not having really a job and me being a full-time student. Now I'm talking about um, my talents, just my character, because now I don't I don't have anything to offer or match him financially. So I'm focusing on all my attributes that are more valuable than money. My character, the fact that I'm not easy, because that's one of the things he tried to fuck me the day he met me. But it turned out that, hey, he was more attracted to me because I wasn't fucking. So that's what I, I mean. Like, he had all the money and the power in the world, but I thought my attributes... Basically, my character is even with the money in his pocket. Mm-hmm. My, my character is worth a whole bunch, just like the money in the bank that you have is worth a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And to me, that put us on equal playing fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but did he treat you that way? He didn't. Okay, so that, he, he didn't. But so. I, but I, I, I'm separating the actual relationship and really focusing on the first impression because the impression of I need to pay you to sleep with you or you need to have money to sleep with me, that's all within the first 30 seconds, sometimes the first 15 minutes of having a conversation with this person that you're looking at being involved with. So to me, first impressions are everything. So I'm still gonna say my first impression was, yeah, you got money, you worth a million dollars. I'm also worth a million dollars because I'm not on this beach fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry. Mm-hmm. I'm not at home fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry. I'm smart, I'm well-smoking, and I'm beautiful. Those, to me, are equivalent to a million dollars in the bank. I also didn't have kids, which that was one of the things. He was like, you don't got no babies? So trust me, I may not have a lot of money in the bank, but I have a lot of equity. Mm-hmm. A lot of equity because of things about me and my character. Okay, 
So I'm going to tackle this like this. You wanted to know what is the difference? But what is like, the attraction what, to a woman that's saying, yeah, you can fuck me, but it's going to cost you 1500 because I'm fine. Like, I wouldn't want that chick. That's just me. When you have something you can... When you have something you can destroy, and I hate to use the word destroy, but I have to use this word to make it make sense. Powerful people do different things for a trophy and sport, this and that. So hunters go out, they see a deer, they kill them, they might not eat them, this and that. It's for sport. Woman has a price tag on them, it's an invisible price tag. The guy looks at it and says, you think that price tag is worth something. I'll give you what you think you worth, and he destroys her and mutter out in the... It's the same thing. Like, women don't get it. It's for sport, for guys. So, it isn't, it's not about the tag. It's more of you think you're worth that tag. You're really not worth that tag to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. But I can give you that because this costs me nothing because right. I actually have it. Right. For the guy that don't have it, that's his rent. Right. That's his car note. Yeah. That's the type of things that it, she's saying that you will have to give up. But when the guy isn't in that position of giving up something that's con really literally considered chump change to him, you become his sport. Now, I will. And, and to make you understand a little bit better. And the reason why I say it's definitely not the same. And women and men totally think the same is because for women, for it. it, it, it this is a prime example. And I always bring this example up. It's like women look at that shit different, way different than than men. And I'll take, I'll bring celebrities into it. Celebrities, especially when you're talking about men, the saying is, damn, he cleaned up well with money. This this man, if you saw him regular and he wasn't a celebrity and he wasn't who he is, he whether it's, it. I, I hate to use this, let's say Lil Wayne, for well, example. Black. <laughs> you wouldn't fuck him with a 10-foot pole. Ugly. But because... He is a celebrity and has money, and but better yet, has status. They have all kind of women jumping out the windows and yeah. ships and all kind of shit. Yeah. But men don't view women like that. Because, see, the woman's celebrity and all that type of shit don't exist to men. We would fuck that. We would fuck a Beyonce or whoever else, whether they had that money or not. Because that's just the sex appeal that they hold. Mm. They sex appeal don't come with their status. Mm. Sex appeal for the man come with their status based on what they have and where they are. So a lot of times when women looking at the men and they say, and I'm not saying there ain't celebrities that look good without money, but I'm saying there are way more celebrities that the money enhances everything else and other people look at it like, I see what happened now. Like when they end up with a woman, mm -hmm. it's like we 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 already know. Like okay, it we, was the money. We see what we see what happened now. Now and but that, I never look at those situations. Like I never look at situations Don't where no it's names. like um. <laughs> well, I'll just name names. People I'm really familiar with, unless they watch the store. Like I watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's Erica Girardi, who is fucking sexy as hell. Her husband is like 80, 90 years old. I never look at that situation like it's highly sexual. That's cool, but that, that but you just saying right that and I don't even really know what that is. That brought me back to the situation what I just said about gold digging because if he's 89 years old, his ass about to die. Mm -hmm. So, it ain't really about an attraction. That no. is a business transaction. That is definitely. So, let me tell you. So, I don't need to I don't need to know that scenario when you when, when you say but so Saw what I just did when I was like, when people look at certain scenarios or look at certain people's relationship and we say, we know what happened now. Yeah. That's that what I would just, be one. That's what I just did just there. Well, I can tell you this. I have to go personal or 
the conversation would be over. So I'm going to go personal to take the conversation even deeper. I paid for some Gucci before. Twice. Okay. One time I paid 300 The sex was amazing. The other 300 I spent, it was fucking... I, I regretted it. Okay? Mm. I will tell you this about both of the situations. I could feel that I was paying for it. And that's what is really weird to me about a man and a woman. Like, if you're paying for someone's company... I don't think there's any situation that you can forget that that situation, that encounter is based on a check. The sex isn't even the same. I, I've talked to people who sell sex and they're like, I pretend it's because I'm just there to fuck him for the money. And then I've also talked to men and I have my own experience that I could tell that she wouldn't want to be here if it wasn't for this 300 she going to get. Mm -hmm. When you're sex is very mental for us. Mm -hmm. I feel like for some men it's very mental too. So if you know that this coochie is only wet and responding to you because of the fifteen hundred she's getting afterwards, how could you even like nut off that? You don't understand what I'm saying? And how can I, someone who paid for me, be laying under him saying, This is someone who has the potential to be my boyfriend? Because if you're paying for me, how many other bitches have you paid for? I don't I don't know. It just takes it's gotta be for sport. I have to focus on the word sport because it has to be for sport because it surely isn't for really anything else. I've been there. I've exchanged. And I knew when she showed up it was for money. It wasn't that I'm just giving her three hundred dollars to help her out and we're cool. I'm giving her this three hundred so she come bust it open for me and my man. And you know what? That is evident the entire time. And sometimes that just takes the, I don't know, it takes all that good feeling energy right out of it. Especially when it's time to pay the bitch and send her home. Mm. <laughs> you just don't learn. Um, what? Every show that I don't learn. I'm going to show you the difference between <laughs> a woman's train of thought and a man's train of thought. Okay. See that See that scenario that you just painted? Mm -hmm. that, that scenario was perfectly good. Mm -hmm. But you never left the idea of a woman's thinking. So I paint like a different scenario. I had a personal scenario that happened where it was um bachelor party. Bachelor party was going down. The girl was already paid for. But the guy, which was the husband-to-be, didn't want to have sex with, you know, the stripper mm -hmm. or whatever this and that. But she was paid for. Now, I hate to say Dixman have to save the day sometimes, but a Dick Smith had to step in. And I let her know that you paid for. <laughs> And you will not exit this door without the exchange. Now, granted, she might have felt like you. You understand what I'm saying? Because I felt the little resistance. Of course. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt the little <laughs> resistance. You know, I had my condom in hand. <laughs> and I had my money in hand. You know what I'm saying? And I get how that looked. And she probably thought that, you know, let me just go ahead and get this over with. Mm-hmm. But as them strokes started penetrating her, and she tried to fight the urge, keep in mind that sex is still sex. And there are still certain spots that the body just cannot unreact to. And I hit those spots. <laughs> and she came. She probably didn't want to come. 
<laughs> but a dick smith is a dick smith. <laughs> and she did come. So you understand what I'm saying? So even though she might have not wanted to be there, the idea of what I'm saying is sport is still sport to me. Yeah, she was paid for, and yeah, she ain't want to be there. But me, I said, you know what? That's cool. But you would not leave this room, and better yet, mm -hmm. she left the room like, damn, I didn't even really want to come. Mm -hmm. But he made me come. But that's still a stripper. So what I, what, I what I say by saying that is she's in the profession of selling sex. This topic isn't just limited to women who sell sex and men who buy pussy. It's not. This is equivalent to just meeting a guy and seeing that he has money and her saying, I want to chill with you, but my light bill due or rent is due next week. And the guy saying, I want her so bad. You're not looking at her just to buy sex in every situation. Some of the men that have money aren't just looking at, aren't looking to fuck her once and just pay for it. Sometimes they're looking for companionship, someone to travel with, someone to have dinner with. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So he's not looking at it as a one-time thing. And I think that's the mistake that some women make. But the thing I feel is, like asking for that money might make is, it a one-time thing, and the, it didn't have to be. But the difference is just like I told you. The difference of, per, uh, the difference of a man with money is... He conducts it perfectly fine as far as like he will say to her, do you want to make this a, a regular arrangement? You understand what I'm saying? So the guy could be willing to make it a regular arrangement because let's say, for instance, like I think also what you forgetting sometimes is like sometimes men with money, they make money. So some of them a lot of times are not married. That don't mean that they don't get lonely. That means that they need a companionship for the time that is just slotted for that time. And if you put someone on that time that ain't just not looking for anything but that, like I just need you, I'ma be in town next week, and I'm going to I'm going to need to just need you there for just that time and we can talk and we can chill and we can fuck and this and that and then we're gone and then I'm gone until next men with money sometimes a lot that time. You know what I'm saying? And I think for for men, we're fine with that. What I'm saying is for a woman they're not fine with that because y'all are more of that's why I said the that inner gold digger part is also like, but what about me? I need a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I need a little bit extra. So mm -hmm. the, when women hear the word gold digger, it just rubs them the wrong way. But they want to seal it all the way up. And a guy a lot of time is not that because sometimes I have met women that do look sexy. And the sex ain't what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So now it's like if I pay for it and it's not what I want, then I have the right to throw it back. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I just don't need it no more. But then there's but every stripper or every uh, sex worker, sometimes they might be a connection, but they work through that connection. So it'll go from that guy saying, well, I kind of liked you. You're mm -hmm. a little bit different than what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. How about let's just make this a regular thing? Mm -hmm. And if he really want to pay for it, because you got to remember that if that worker is still a worker and he say, I want to make it a regular thing, that's kind of his way of saying, well, I really don't want you to see nobody else. Yes. So let's make this a regular thing between me and you. And so then you the don't price have to do what that, it is that you There doing. you go. And then the price is covering the needs that she have. So he's still paying for it and he doesn't mind paying for it. Mm -hmm. I think on the flip side of the woman, because she can't get the status clamped from the guy and and then she's still in a position of being thrown away 
she just ain't with it. And I that's feel like why she'll. I think both parties are always going to be in a position to be thrown away. If you're in that situation based on money and you're in the situation based on pussy, pussy go bad. And sometimes money run out. So if that's the only reason why y'all are in an entanglement, to me, it's not going to last anyway. So building these little relationships off $40 encounters or building these entanglements based on, hey, it's okay to fuck me as long as you can finance me, it's doomed from the beginning, in my opinion. Well, that's just your opinion. I'm going to say in the real world and real, real life, it goes like that regardless every day of the week. Someone that's working a regular job and he's married to a regular Joe. He works a regular job. She works a regular job. If his money ran out, that bitch leave the exact same way. So it's not no different. That's why I say it's not no different for a man. Because if that happens to a man and he lose his job or whatever it's in that, he can still lose his kids, his wife and everything that's in that in the same fell swoop. So it is no difference. It's true. I agree. We're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about how to handle attraction while you're actually in a relationship and it's weird that you ended your last phrase on jobs because that's usually where you mingle with other people when you're in a relationship because i figure out when you're in a relationship where do you really go without your partner well you go to work without your partner because most of the time that's go where stores, you go to gas stations yeah you but go there to isn't parties you go everywhere i i get that I, I do get that but i will say this I will say that it would if I go to a 7-Eleven and someone says to me, damn, girl, you too fine to be pumping your own gas. That's him saying he's attractive and that I shouldn't be pumping my own gas. But I don't have to encounter him anymore after I leave the gas station. So that's the type of attraction that I think women handle well because it's in passing. If you're going to the same place at the same time, every day with the same people and you're getting attraction, this is where our focus needs to be in the conversation because that's the only way I think those type of attractions can infiltrate or infiltrate, however you say infiltrate. that, infiltrate your home mm -hmm. because this is someone who's returning back to that attraction every single day and it's the same person telling them they're beautiful every single day. So I think it's more damaging or could possibly do more damage if it's not handled well because I don't, I know you always say, oh, y'all get hollered at all day long. Well, the type of hollering that you're talking about, we know how to handle. You know why? Because we're usually on our way home when we get that type of shit. 7-Eleven, Winn-Dixie, through the Dunkin' Donuts line, we're still on our mind, we're making a 360 degree drive. I've been the motherfuckers hollering and you passing on by back home to your man. When you're at work, you're stuck there for eight hours and then you're going back tomorrow. So the way you handle that type of attraction and the way you handle the 7-Eleven attraction is different. Mm -hmm. But those are two different things. They are. That's yeah. my point. So I didn't want us to be talking about two different things because I know you're pretty common on that, that women handle that every day all day no matter what they where they go but if this conversation is going to carry to somewhere deeper i think we have to bring up the fact that that type of handling that type of attraction while you're out in public and just passing through is different than handling attraction with people that you work with because you can't dead that you can't go to your boss and be like he keeps telling me i'm beautiful every day and it's uncomfortable you can't do that yes you can i mean you can but you're gonna find yourself probably out of a job so so the, so that's, that's easy for you so to that, say. That's the difference. That's easy no, for you to say. It's not easy for me to say. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I hate to bring this up. So I'm, 
I'll bring this up in, in as far as like this. This is where like all these Me Too movements and all this type of shit come from. It's a bunch of women saying what they can't do. You can do anything you fucking want to. Now, now it goes to do you want something bad enough? And this is how people end up in those scenarios. It's not about you can't. You can. You can tell someone to stop talking to you the way that you don't want to be talked to. The problem is you low-key like it. You know, like that's the fucking difference. See, the person, like, even though I get, got what you're saying, the person at the gas station, the person in Walmart, or the person that's somewhere else, you don't like it. That's the reason why you're able to come home and be like, damn, babe, someone tried to pick me up at, at, at Walmart. You'll say that shit. Damn, I was at the gas station and somebody tried to pick me up here. You'll say that shit. But your ass won't say the shit that your co-worker that was hollering at you that thought you was cute that made you tingle on the inside a little bit or made you smile or make you blush. You don't bring that shit home. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me that you can't. It's you won't because you low-key like it. See, when you in I a relationship... it's a way more than like at this point. Like or whatever this and that. I'm just giving... It's not... I'm not saying how deep it goes. No, I'm that. saying it's and, more than just I, that the woman likes it, that she doesn't come home and say anything. It's way more issues that that that, that well, I'm gonna tackle, Well, I'm going to talk... I'm going to tackle one at a time. Okay. Okay? Go ahead. So, that's why I was saying that. Okay. Okay. I'm tackling one thing at a time. Okay. So, I'm just attacking... At I'm just attacking at this point in time, you're saying you can't. can't. Okay. You can. You know what I'm saying? Just like you can come home and say that. But a woman won't come home and say, well, my coworker made my panties and my pussy kind of tingle today by him saying I was kind of cute or he liked how I walked or he made an inappropriate com you know, comment towards you. You don't come home and tell your dude no shit like that. No. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying you low-key like it. Now... Granted, now we'll go to another scenario where I brought in the Me Too movement type of shit where you say, well, if you say some shit and I'm going for a job and then this person holds power strings over me and he's making comments to me, you can say something about it. But the problem with women and men is totally different. Some women will jump over and do things for their careers that are not necessary, but they feel are necessary because they're trying to get to a position in that in that job. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So I hate to bring up um, the scenario of Terry Crews. There's no way on fucking earth I don't give a fuck how bad I want to act. No one can grab me by my dick. No one can follow my balls. No one can do any of this shit and I don't give a fuck what position that he's in. That's me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But do you take this big ass nigga and you talking about somebody grabbed you by your balls and jiggled you and this whatever this and that? And I get it. That type of shit goes on in Hollywood. But it's still a thing of respect. For me, I die about mine. I ain't saying everybody will, but I will. And women, women don't have that same approach to shit. That's why some of these new two movements are into effect because they feel like. It's the end all be all if this motherfucker tell you that you ain't ever going to work in this industry again or you ain't going to work or I'll make sure of it. Mm -hmm. But they had, but in any other scenario, there's HR and all kind of shit. But in certain places where you work, there are 
you might just want to work that job. You might just want to work, be there, and that's how you're manipulated and taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So when you say the word you can't, you can. That's, that's the, the word I, I was always taught. There's nothing on this world you can't do. Mm -hmm. So you can, it's just that you feel that the consequences might be too high for the you. The consequences and I think women have always been looked at as people who are very easily emotionally penetrated. And I think for me, it's been because of the industry that I work in, which is music and journalism. So no matter how you spin it, I'm going to end up in a room full of powerful men, some celebrities, some not. But in most cases, everybody I'm in the room with are powerful people. OK. Um, and they're men and they are very funny about bringing women into their fold because we're easily emotionally penetrated. So it's like, hey, let's say I'm going to work at a studio. Well, everybody that knows anything about a music studio are there are conversations that go on that are inappropriate. There's late night works. You work late, late, late night hours. It's just not conducive to the normal nine to five curriculum and straight jacket behavior. It's, it's the music industry. It's never going to be like that ever in any studio. It's going to be. What do they call it? All, 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 all access, no holes barred. Anything can happen. You can see anything. And you have to know, not especially, I signed an NDA. So I can't just walk out of my job and be like, guess what happened? They have you sign that because they might have a famous guy in there that's getting his dick sucked by a jump off and he's married. You might be there just A&Ring and you might be a married woman and say, damn, that's wrong. But you can't go home or tell your friend or say to the press or you're going to lose your job. So what I'm trying to say is because we're so in most cases, emotionally penetrated. When you get a job like I have, you have something to prove. And I hate saying that because there are a lot of women, young women that might look up to me and you hate to say, hey, you have to prove yourself. But unfortunately, you have to prove yourself in some of these environments that you're not easily emotionally penetrated. They don't have to worry about finding you in a bathroom in a dark corner shaking and crying because someone says something inappropriate and now you feel so uncomfortable. That's not the job for you. So for me, I have to go in tough as nails. Are there things I might see and hear that I don't agree with? Absolutely. But I, I for myself have built up a thick skin so that I'm not very easily emotionally penetrated by the things that I see in here. Not even someone telling me beautiful. For me, it's like, okay, he might say I'm beautiful on Monday, the way you in them pants on Tuesday, it might go far. My thing is, I know me and he ain't going to fuck. So you can keep saying that, but how many times do you want to be ignored? How many times do you want to fail? Eventually, people get over it. Eventually, they realize well, she ain't going to bite the fucking bait. And it goes away. So you always have that little line where it's like this might go away. 
I'm good. I'm not emotionally affected anyway. Heard it all before. It's not bothering me. Or you could be the tattletale and go run to the HR and say, I feel uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, since you feel uncomfortable, we're going to write you the green slip or the yellow slip or the red slip. And this motherfucker that's saying all the things that's so uncomfortable got four or five Grammys on the shelf. They're not going to risk him over you because you feel uncomfortable about being called beautiful or you feel uncomfortable about the way you wear your pants today. Like, and I feel still weird having the conversation because I support me too. And I don't think women should work in a sexually harassing environment. But what I'm saying is you just might not want to go do A&R. You might not want to do A&R for that company. Maybe you just need to go do somewhere else. But I believe it doesn't matter where you go. There's going to be someone there who's going to say something that you don't like. And you can't run to the teacher or the AR or the counselor every fucking time. They teach you that in high school. Go run to the principal for office every time someone say something to you. You're going to get your ass toe up every day you go to school that's why when you go when I went home crying to my daddy about somebody putting their hands on me you know what he told me to do put your motherfucking hands on them don't run go tell this is how I feel in work you can't always go run tell that sometimes you have to find other ways to handle situations especially women and again I know there's a very thin line because some women could be told beautiful to have a past and got raped and they have to go run tell I'm not discouraging that person but what I'm saying is you can't go run tell everything you just can't you have to develop a thick skin and ways to respond to people to let them know it just ain't going down. I'm that chick. If I want to fuck you, I'll fuck you. But if I don't want to fuck you, you ain't going to fuck. And if I'm at a job where I don't want to fuck a motherfucker, he just ain't going to fuck. So I don't care what he says. I might tell my spouse out of respect, but I don't expect for me to Someone to approach me at a job and say they want to fuck me or make it clear that they want to fuck me. My first mind is that who can I go tell? It just isn't. And I don't know if that's wrong or right. But for me, I it can, has never been on my you. frontal lobe to go run tell on anybody. You said so much bullshit in that long winded sentence that I, I just don't even know where to start. Okay, well, you know what I'll I'm saying? I'll take a drink while you go and, over it all. And, it's, it, and it, it, it's crazy to me that uh, that you say you support the Me Too. I the, do. The me, no, hey, hey, hey. You didn't blew enough hot air to fog up the camera lenses. That's just chill out. And we'll, 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 we'll go through a couple of your issues that you having and so I can tackle uh, <laughs> tackle them one by one. Okay. Um, <laughs> first, and, first and foremost, it's, it, it behooves me that you can say that you behind the Me Too woman movement when you, some of those statements that you made actually backtrack everything that, that they've even done. I'm not, a, I'm not a, 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 a big supporter of the Me Too movement because I sometimes feel like it should be you know, statute of limitation when, when some of those things could go down. But guess what? They ain't. And we ain't living in no motherfucking world where you feel, say that, well, you can't just tell this, this and that every single time the HR this and that. But I ain't talking about that either. What I'm talking about is standing up for yourself. And I ain't, and, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and tell somebody. Mm -hmm. So to debunk your whole theory about who do I have to go tell, you don't got to tell nobody. But you also don't got to take people's shit. Like, just because somebody telling me that they want to fuck me or feel like they want to grab me or feel like they want to do some shit don't mean that I have to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. If you want my foot planted in your ass, try it. And we're going to see where it lands. Because it's the equivalent to if I plant my foot in their ass, 
I'm going to lose that job anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's the same as me telling that person, no, you can't touch me. You can't grab me. You can't talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. That's just me as a strong individual. So to also go furthermore is that I also feel like women like you that say shit like that, you just... You have, and don't take this the wrong way, you have people who are leaders and then you have people that are followers. Mm -hmm. Followers typically want to just be on joining something. You know, it's almost similar to a cult, but it is what it is. They want it so bad that they ignore, like, what's going on. Like, people that's in a cult don't know they're in a cult. Like, they agreeing with shit that somebody is selling because this person is selling them on some shit and they trying to convince everybody else that is right. No, the fuck it ain't. Your ass look nutty. You look fucking sick in your motherfucking head. And that's how you sound talking about who do I run through? Who do I tell? Just letting somebody take advantage of you, period, and you don't stand up. Not saying that you have to tell your mate or any of the above. What I'm saying is some women don't even stand up for themselves. Just ignoring some shit does not make it okay. Ignoring it is not handling a problem. Developing thicker skin, as you call it, does not make the situation better or go away. You, I was taught by my dad that you have to confront a situation head on. Mm -hmm. And until you confront a situation head on, that's how it ends. It's like fear. You don't get over fear trying to act like it don't fucking exist. Mm -hmm. You have to face you your to fear to overcome a fear. Mm -hmm. So if a person is in your workspace doing some shit that's inappropriate, talking to you inappropriately, ignoring the shit is not making it any fucking better. It's making you look like you will crack eventually. It makes you look like a weak individual eventually. Mm -hmm. And the person, and you sitting there talking about, well, they're just going to stop. First of all, one thing about men is men got nothing but time. So that theory that you talking about right there talking about, well, they're going to give up and this and that. Um, I fuck bitches that told me I couldn't fuck like from day one and then year five, I'm fucking them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I gave up? No, it doesn't mean I gave up because if she ain't kicked me out her circle, guess where I still am? Mm -hmm. I'm still in her circle, which means that I still have the opportunity no matter what goes on. Mm -hmm. And then furthermore, the other thing that you talked about saying, well, I don't want to fuck this person. If I don't want to fuck them, you don't know that yet. That's just the, that's the reality of it. Don't nobody enter any situation talking about, hey, I just don't want to fuck this person or I just don't want to be with this person, this and that. The person that I'm actually with right now, I didn't think I would be with them. Yeah. But I'm with them. You can't tell nobody in on this earth what you're going to do because you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how long you're going to be around another motherfucker while working with them, how much they impress you, how much they start to sweep you off your feet, how much you might fall for them in that moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes moments take time. Mm -hmm. So just sitting there saying that I don't want to fuck this person so that ain't going to happen. And then you go home and tell your mate that, well, I would I would bank the bottom dollar right now that you can go get women and men that they mate told them that they ain't gonna fuck they co-worker that they was with and they with that person mm -hmm. and they swore up and down arguing with they mate that i i'm not attracted to him that's gonna never happen i don't even see him like that and then in divorce court with the person yeah you ain't see him like that right mm-hmm 
That shit happens every day. I'm sure it does. And I want to rebuttal something you said. Because I said develop a thick skin. That was just one of the ways that I have dealt with people saying inappropriate things to me. But that's not the only thing that I've done. I know how to stand up for myself. I know how. I I would want a woman to verbalize, hey, I'm just saying. Let me ask you a question. To go run and tell their higher up someone's messing with me versus telling that motherfucker to back off are two different things. But the question is, would you do it? Because the the, the reason I said that, you saying, yeah, but I don't feel that coming off of you and I don't believe that. Because women in certain things like a lot of times, like when they want a job or they like really impressed by the job. See, there's things that men and women look at that are totally different. You get what I'm saying? You can't walk a man. So like you said, like in a studio, you can't really walk a man in a studio and then he just be impressed by bells and whistles and all kind of shit and credentials and everything else, because it's going to take more than that to impress a man. Because with men, we need bottom line type shit. Women need surface shit. Oh, this person worked for this person, so they won this and they got this, this and that. Well, that doesn't do you no good and it don't do your husband no good. And does it make your paycheck any bigger? No, 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 and no. Now, for a man, if a man is trying to sell me on some shit like that, hey, you can work here and I've done this, this, this and that, I still need to know the bottom line on what's going to happen and can I get to it. And when I start seeing shit in that shit, that that bottom line ain't matching to what, cool, if you won awards and all that type of shit, but this is a sinking ship, then those awards mean nothing. And none of this shit means nothing. And if you can't make no moves and you don't have artists that's really catapulting, none of that matters. But women don't see that. They just see that what they've done in the past. Oh, they see the potential in the situation. That's just right. Like we see in men, though. That's, that's right. That's a character thing. That's right. And that's why I'm trying to tell you that that's why a lot of women get caught up in situations that's really bad for them. Because, because you look at that potential and not the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, men look at that. What's the bottom line when buying a house? What's the bottom line when buying a car? Not the, the seats look good. Like, when women buy cars and shit. What's not dented? <laughs> they don't know what type of engine it is. They don't know what type of oil it take. They don't know how fast it go with this and that. Because that's how y'all view shit. Y'all look at surface shit. It looks good. They could sell you a fucking car that look good. And then the motherfucker could break down because your ass didn't do no fucking due diligence on... Hey, what kind of engine does it have on it? You didn't look in the blue book to see what the value is. You didn't do your due diligence. On what the bottom line is. So when you enter situations like that, y'all not covering the bottom line on what it is. Mm-hmm. And to get back on topic, you don't have to tell an HR person. The topic is how do you deal with the attraction, this and that. And that boils down to what I just said. You don't tell the person that you can't talk to me that way. You don't tell the person that that's inappropriate. You don't talk to okay, me that can way. Okay, can I address that? Yeah. Um... And again, I have to focus on myself. Um, I also, having men as friends, has taught me that there is a way to communicate to men without completely turning them away. And I know that may sound weird to people in relationships, um, because what's wrong with turning a motherfucker away? When you work in a small environment, and there's one or two people that have to teach you something, those are the only two that can teach you something. And if the closeness or the bond or just the enjoyment of you being their pupil goes away, 
You don't learn everything. They give you just what they got. Hey, man, you do this, you do that. Call me if you need any help. There's no care there because you've turned them off in some way. So for me, there, there has been a very, very, very fine line. Me being very open, um, I don't feel like I need to go all the way left is what I'm saying. So if the person is making a left turn that I'm not particularly down for, I have mastered how to keep them in neutral so it's like it's Kana. You understand what I'm saying? It's her. If this was another bitch, we'll just like, say let her go. You know what I'm saying? Or if she can't get on the train, it, but it's me. I think people enjoy being around me. So do I think I'm attractive? Absolutely. I don't think that supersedes the way that I speak. I don't think that supersedes the way that um, I am someone people enjoy to be around. I don't think that supersedes any of the other attributes. So I think my fine line has been this. I know I can give you more. I know I smell good. I know I look good. I know I might be sexy to you. I get it. But if you could just work with me here and let's move past this initial thing that's going to go away, we could have a very successful working relationship. And I think in most cases, men learn that. They see that in me like, damn, I already didn't try to fuck her. I done said 10,000 ways that I would fuck her. She's not biting. But I don't want to get rid of her. She's someone I want to keep around because of the way that she makes me feel about myself. The way she makes me feel about my business. I'm just an encourager. I show up before COVID when I was showing up to work every morning. I would show up after a run. So when my energy, when I go in this place is, man, I just came off a run. I actually ran here. And that inspires people. I'm so excited. The things that you're talking about, oh, women get in this position and they want it so bad that you are talking about me. But it's not want it so bad that I'm changing my character. I want it so bad that my character is more enhanced. I'm showing up at my job with eyes this big. People like that. You know why they like that? Because their eyes aren't big anymore. They had their big eye moment. They're not excited anymore. They're going with the motion. And then having someone around that gives them that excitement back, sometimes that supersedes a nut. To, to the right people, to mature people. A nut is five minutes. You're going to fuck me and ruin the, the, the gumbo. Ruin the thing, the thing that I'm giving you. I'm, you're ruining the flavor of the whole pot because you want to fuck me. I think sometimes they like the pot is more important. The way this gumbo going to taste because we got Kana in here is going to be way better than us not having her. So I feel like. Sorry if it feels like I'm tooting my own horn, but I feel like I'm worth so much more than a fuck. I feel like I can give so much more than a fuck, and that's where I let that come out. Like, come on, man. Like, we can really fucking do this if you can move past that shit. That's where my communication is always going to lie in my profession, is I get it because people are attractive. So what? I'm pretty. I know people are going to be attracted to me. And you know what? That motherfucker look good, smell good, and he got a lot of money. It look real good. But what we could do together professionally supersedes anything that we could ever have in the bedroom. Anything. And so that's where, that's where my communication is always going to come from. Is what can we do if we could just get past this hump? Now, if you can't get past it and you're just super inappropriate and you making it clear that you ain't going to get nowhere unless you suck my dick, that's the situation I need to run away from. 
But if someone has a twinkle in their eye and they're like, you know what, you're right. But damn, you look good in them jeans. You know what, you're right. But you got such a pretty smile. That's someone who has the potential to get fucking over it. I don't want to penalize people for doing something common. Something common is looking at a person and saying, damn, I'd like to hit that. So what? That's basic. I'm not trying to ruin a million dollar dream because you like the way my ass look at my jeans. That's just the way I feel about it. I'm glad you feel that way. But you're not special. And you ain't breaking no, and you ain't breaking no wheel. Um, for you to rewrite uh, a billion years of how men think, oh. I don't, I'm sorry, you're not strong enough to do it. I'm glad that you're big-eyed and that you feel that you could supersede everything that goes on. And I'm not telling you to break the hearts of young women out there. I'm glad that you feel that way, and it's good that you feel that way. But you're wrong. Um, this is a evil, evil world that we live in. And that nut that you're talking about, then ask Kevin Spacey, did that nut, was that worth his career? Ask Bill Cosby, was those nuts, if allegedly, worth his career? Ask C.K. Lewis, if that nut was worth his career. See, what you But the got, answer is going to be no. So if they would have had someone like me that guess, was able to communicate, guess, hey, this might not be worth it, but guess they what? may have made another decision. And that's what you assuming, that they didn't run into women that didn't do that. See, the problem with the Me Too movement is... Multiple women are saying, I told him no, no, and I told him not that. So guess what? That means that the other women that got away from them gave them the warning. And you blindly sitting there saying that, well, I just feel like it could supersede it if someone could just talk to them. No, they need motherfucking help, and the help ain't you. Because the only help you can give is a nut. And the other thing that you super fucking blinded by mm -hmm. is this. Things are received from people, and I hate to say this, things like that mm -hmm. are, are told from people that are not all that attractive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you're not attractive what, mm -hmm. because I'm saying women that run into those scenarios be super duper over the moon attractive. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what the fuck you say to them. They still see ass and titties. Mm -hmm. That is just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. That is what they see. Mm -hmm. You could be the smartest person in the room, but... If you given the weather and your fucking titties and everything is on A+, I'm still going to be looking at your titties and ass. You can give the weather all day. That's mm. not going to take away from the idea that I want to fuck you. It's showers over here in Cleveland. Mm. And I'm thinking about showering you. That's just a man train of thought. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So you have to remember those type of things when we're talking about stuff like that. I'm glad you feel that way, but this is the real world that we in. So, you thinking that you can break the wheel by saying that you supersede all that shit? You're wrong. Okay. Well, what is your opinion on it? Make sure that you like, subscribe, and leave a comment. How have you handled a situation where you were getting hit on all the time? Did you go tell HR or did you go home and tell your spouse? This is what we call tapping in it's when you leave comments and we reply on our show we're going to tap in this evening um we had one of our listeners rich champ uh make a comment about something he's personally going through so i'm going to read the comment um basically without reading verbatim he's in a situation where it looks like he had a threesome mm -hmm. and in this threesome things got pretty serious and they got the other woman pregnant when i say they i mean his wife because he's married okay. and so they wanted this other female to get pregnant and they pursued that and she finally got pregnant 
um, he finds out that the woman who got pregnant, the woman they're having a threesome with, just wanted him. She didn't really want to be a part of this threesome. So now she has had the baby and she has left the state and moved to another state and is really pressuring this listener to come be with her. We have this baby. You need to come take care of your responsibilities. He's having issues at home to where now his kids have been taken away. And so he can't he can't leave this state to go to that state. And he wouldn't want to because he entered this courtship with a wife so he doesn't want to leave his wife and he doesn't want to ditch the responsibility of the kids in any either of the situations so this has left him since he's essentially the person who could say hey i'm just gonna go here and i'll be back she looks at him as the person that can make the decision to just fix it all but he's in kind of a dilemma because fixing it means leaving someone behind whether it's the child or the wife mm -hmm. so i think this is probably something from a man's perspective i think he's more Wanting us to discuss it, but also he's looking for what do I do? Mm. It's a fucked up situation. Real quick, the real question would be where do you want to be? And that's where you stay. Kids don't require you to be in, especially now, with the baby mom or the wife or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, this was a threesome. Mm hmm not a polyamory situation it sounds more polyamorous it doesn't though, it doesn't it, polyamory doesn't require someone stealing the mate polyamory is a family yeah you know what i'm saying that's mm -hmm. a that's and they the, weren't a family and they were not a family especially okay. if she's not she's saying hey i had this baby hey leave your wife and come here mm -hmm. that means she don't give a fuck about the wife so that's not polyamory. and that actually was her motive the entire time yeah so that was a threesome and also to wives out there in a threesome is risk with threesomes mm -hmm. so that's a threesome not a poly scenario so i would just tell the guy like really at the end of the day your kids are your responsibility not those women but the but but the responsibility to your wife if it's still if you're still active with your wife you belong with your wife right not a conniving treacherous person that already showed you who they are who they are this was great i don't even need to say anything it does you good to tap into relations my name is kana lassiter we're at the end of our hour you can find me at twitter facebook and ig under the name kana lassiter hey it's your boy 51 spade you can reach me on both platforms ig and twitter at 51 spade sending your tap in to spadeperry at gmail.com you're looking for the shirts it's at alpha male god creation is always say peace